G'day and welcome to another instalment of the Fly Fishers podcast. Since 1967, we've been spreading the bug of fly fishing at our Melbourne fly shop. Join us as we celebrate the fun of fly fishing and chat with characters that enjoy it as much as we do. Whether you're just starting out or have some experience, we hope our ego-free commentary helps demystify fly fishing and inspires you to visit new places and try new techniques. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Behind the Counter. It's been a while, but we're here at the table, me and Andrew. Hey mate, how are you? Yeah, good. Yeah? Been good. Been doing lots of fishing, lots new going on in the shop, it's great. Yeah, it's a good time of year. It is a good time of year, absolutely. There's something about January, I reckon, like the moment you get through Christmas, it's not just a byproduct of work, but it's like, oh, actually, there's some good fishing to be had right now. Absolutely, and we've had another relatively wet summer and lead up to Christmas so it's just kept the rivers topped up and the fishing absolutely fantastic. How welcome was that though like the doom and gloom that was out there surrounding you know a really dry summer and we've just had the complete opposite. Yeah and oh it's yeah such a relief to everyone and the fishing has that been that good. Yeah seems like as soon as the water sort of drops that bit where you start to get maybe a little bit concerned we just get a downpour which and spurs it on again so like you guys had probably uh, you know much better fishing didn't you as a result of fishing straight after the rain yeah absolutely me and max were saying in the car on the way back from bright that the weather changes in the weather are always good for fishing whether it's before rain or after a big dump of rain and the rivers are dropping for trout especially it's fantastic yeah and we'll get a bit more into a report on those trips because we have been doing a bit of fishing which is good um but yeah look it's been a, a busy time in the shop as well uh lots happening in store um apologies to all the listeners for having not released an episode for quite some time um it's probably just been that we've been distracted with fishing and a bit of work so um yeah no it's good to be back on the airwaves and we appreciate you listening what do you think we should kick off with Matt? i reckon we should kick it off with probably the biggest one on the list um, it's been our flagship rod or our most popular rod probably for the since it was released. Mm-hmm. Um, and they've just released a new model and that's the Orvis Helios. <laughs> <laughs> this is exciting. So uh, I've – you weren't there. You were away no, fishing on uh, the day. But yeah. we have seen some pre-production samples of the new Orvis Helios and safe to say they are sensational. So – um, we've got stock arriving in a day or two. By the time you're listening to this, we will have them. So if you're interested in them, you want to test cast, pop on into the shop. Uh, retail price is nineteen fifty for the freshwater models and uh, two grand for the saltwater models, um, being the D and the F, uh, respectively. Much the same sort of model lineup that you see in the current Helios range. Uh, however, there are a couple of newer ones there and. The Blackout series, which has been a, a hit of ours in the shop, absolutely. Yeah. For you know, I think they've really only been out for about twelve months. So they were uh, they came in late in the Orvis Helios three story, uh, but the Blackout they do a nine and a half foot five weight. So that'll now be introduced into the new Helios series. That that line weight and spec at nine nine foot five, um, really sweet rod for any you know bigger rivers, lake fishing, all that sort of thing. So um, 
there's a new tech in the rod itself. Uh, expect that it's got better tip recovery. It's going to be a more accurate rod, provide better feel. All the kind of um, new age improvements that we see being further refined and amplified in this new Helios series. So, um, yeah, when I cast them, I was kind of gobsmacked as to just uh, just how well they cast. They're just so easy to cast and you know as far as rods go where you might pick up a five weight the the things do everything a three weight does but it does everything a seven weight does at the same time like they're just so versatile and so powerful um so yeah really really exciting stuff um definitely keep an eye out for that one yes the price everything's getting dearer you know the old cozy the cozy the The fly rods are not immune (laughs) to the impacts of the cozy so, uh, yeah, they are dear, but certainly worth every penny. Um, so, yeah, that, that, that's the first one off the list, but there's a shitload of new stuff, so keep listening. Oh, it's insane. So there's three new reels out from Lamson. So there's the Liquid S, the Liquid Max, and the Remix. Um, the standout of these three is probably the Liquid Max for me. It has mm. brought the standard of saltwater fly reels to a very affordable price point. There was a gap there, wasn't there? Absolutely there was. Mm. Yeah, There was about one reel at that $600 price point. Yep. Um, Reddington Grande? That the was Grande, p- yeah. yeah. The Grande was probably what we were recommending in yeah. that, you know, lower-end saltwater reel. Yeah, but it's a juggernaut of a reel. Oh, mate. It left so much to be desired, <laughs> didn't yeah. it? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's where that, that Liquid Max really fits in because yeah. you got that – that high-end drag system, totally immersion-proof, it, it's a it's a big upgrade. Yeah, and mind you, it is a cast reel, so, you know, you don't get the benefits of a machined reel, but you're still getting the same cobalt drag system yeah. in there, um, IPX8 rated, so it is waterproof, literally waterproof to 30 metres, yeah. which is super overkill, but that's what you want. Yeah, but, if you know, you do these trips to remote destinations where there aren't fly shops and tools nearby to, you know, dismantle a fly reel, and it makes sense. You're spending the big bucks on the trip. You want a reel that is going to to go the distance and, and not cause any drama on the trip. So that, to me, would be the bare minimum as far as fly reels go for a trip like that. Um, so, yeah, the new Liquid Max, keep an eye out for that. Of course, there's the new Liquid S as well in the freshwater model. Um, huge weight reduction, I reckon, on the old liquid oh, freshwater reels. Yeah. And uh, looks sexy as. It does. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't look like a liquid. Looks, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, anyone that, uh, yeah, you sort of, the liquid was that reel that, uh, it's a sensible reel to own. It's it always been a sensible it? reel yeah. to own. It works. Yeah. But it's, it's ugly. <laughs> it is ugly. And there's about a thousand knockoffs of it now too. Yeah, there is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they're a great new reel. They come in a three pack as well. So uh, what you you probably already saw in the old liquid three pack, great for fishing multiple sink rate lines. Um, of course, spools are quite affordable to buy in addition to the three that you might get in the kit. So um, means you can fish all those different sink rates you've got uh, for your your lake fishing setups. But um, the remix as well. So uh, liquid S in. The very entry level price point, and then a slight step up on that, getting a fully machined body and the same cast injection molded cast aluminium spool of the liquid on that remix frame. So, a uh, little bit lighter, bump in durability. The remix is a better looking reel than yeah, the liquid. Definitely. Yeah. Um, and yeah, has a few extra features there. 
Another big one, like another <laughs> massive one. It's crazy. There's so much new gear has come out. Um, it's the timing, hey? I it think, is. Yeah. yeah. It, for whatever reason, the American companies are really timing everything for the start of the year now for new product, um, which is exciting. You know, it kind of hits us at the peak of our season and it's, uh, it's nothing but good news for anglers. It's quite good. It's like a big global release mm. and so it looks after us in the Southern Hemisphere and people on the other side of the world too. Yeah. It's great. Um, and this is huge. Uh, G4 Zips, uh, new improved version. Yeah. Um, I've had my hands on a pair of these when I was over in New Zealand. I haven't worn them, but even in my hands, I could tell significant improvement over the existing G4. I wonder Zips. how many hands have touched that pair. Oh, too oh, many. Oh, too, too many, many to mention. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, and it's definitely passed through some people that really fishes hands and they've received incredible feedback. They've just cut down on bulk and weight, which is, you know, from a zip weighter, that's kind of one thing that they carry and they just they feel like a normal weighter now, basically. Yeah, with um, that totally immersion-proof yeah, zip. That's right, yeah, completely immersion-proof, yeah, uh, fully uh, waterproof. You know, you just said the word there, clean. Like, they look yeah. super clean, yeah. don't they? Just yeah. no uh, snag points or anything. Yeah. It looks like it fits well and it's it's an agile-looking yeah. weighter. Yeah, a lot lighter, which is crazy, mm. yeah. Um, and pockets on the inside and outside and, you know, it's a weighter that definitely can replace a vest Yeah, if for the lightweight angler. Yeah. Um, we've been big fans of the zippered weighter in its current form in the G4Z uh, for a long time and, you know, it's it's basically got a, a bump in durability over the G3 weighter uh, in addition to that that really good waterproof zip. Um, this is this new inception of the G4Z uh, is it further refined? It's lighter, it's cleaner looking, all the rest of it. But uh, we can't resist a bargain and we think maybe some of our listeners can't resist a bargain as well. Everyone loves a bargain. So we loaded up on the current G4Z waiter, uh, bought every bit of stock that Manic Tackle, our friends at Manic Tackle Project had and we are able to offer them to our listeners at a ridiculously low price. So normally they're, uh, uh, what are they, 1400 bucks? Yeah, around $1,500. I think 15 yeah. uh, We've got them at the same price as the G3 waders. So $1,099 will get you into a zippered pair of waders, which is unheard of in a Gore-Tex wader. Um, so if you're in the market for a very premium set of waders, that, you know, it has to be said, if you... Uh, you know, like drinking beer, you quite often need a leak out on the water and these make the job a whole lot easier. So not just getting in and out of them, having a leak, all that sort of thing, everything is made so much easier with the zippered pair of waders. So if you're after a great deal on a zippered pair, uh, we've got them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, moving on to another one. The new it's site. a long list, sorry, it's folks. This list. may get yeah. a little dry, but there's, yeah, a, there's yeah, a bit yeah. to cover. We'll try and power through the next few. <laughs> Um, scientific anglers have got the solution to clear fly lines now, basically. Mm. It's been something that's done before and the fly lines have been recalled. They crack, they sink. Um, Every – so, yeah, this is not a, a byproduct of the Australian market, but in the Florida Keys, they have been trying to crack the code of clear floating lines for years and they haven't been able to do it. But – Whatever they're doing now, there must be some sort of new technology out there that is allowing them to create good, clear floating lines. So, 
that's what we're seeing now. Um, Rio have released one as well. Scientific Anglers have released one. From all reports, the Scientific Angler one is unbelievable and it's become the preferred choice of all the guides in the Keys. They are getting their hands on them early and they're proven and they're loving them. So we've got those coming. Um, it's available in a, a bunch of different tapers, obviously. Uh, you know, in salt water, you might want a line that's more aggressive and, you know, but also if you're chasing bonefish in real skinny water, you might want one that's a little more delicate. So it's available in all the tapers, but there's one taper in salt water fly lines that we absolutely love and they're doing the clear floater in that. Peter, what is that line? The scientific, oh, the Grand Slam. Going <laughs> <laughs> to rattle off the full no, name. I was just then. testing his product yeah, knowledge, yeah, yeah. folks. <laughs> but that that Grand Slam line is incredible, and it's it's a versatile line. It's got a long enough long enough belly that you can change direction and distance. Yeah. It's not a super short front taper, so you can put a fly down to bonefish nicely. It just it does it all. It's it does, great. yeah. I think you know because you you need a line that can carry a heavy crab fly as well. And that's what that Grand Slam taper does. It's just the do-it-all saltwater fly line taper. Um, so, yeah, fortunately, they are doing it in that taper. That's what we will be carrying in basically every line weight that you can imagine. Uh, but they do it in a full clear. So if you're really wanting the maximum stealth, then the full clear line. Uh, otherwise, they do a clear tip as well. So it's a 10-foot clear floating tip on the end of that one. Um, I reckon that may be the one that is actually more popular because in my mind, I like a visual clue as to where my fly is in the water. Uh, and that, you know, that extra 10 feet of stealth, um, I'm going to get that but still have a direction pointing towards my fly so I'll be able to tell exactly where it is and how it's fishing. Um, so, I, yeah, I think me personally, that's one I'd be choosing but... I can see why there'd be application for that full clear one too. Yeah, absolutely. I think that, you know, having a coloured running line is helpful. Sometimes you'll get a bite and you'll see your line move. And that's why it's handy to have that. Yeah, true. That yeah, that colour change will really stand change. Out. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And don't forget, when, once you've got that 10-foot tip and then you've probably got another 10-foot a litre on there, that's 20 feet away from a fish. Like, yeah. yeah. I know fish are spooky, but that's a long – that's quite a big distance. Yeah, if you – Blowing the cast by 20 feet, yeah. you, know, <laughs> you probably don't deserve to catch that <laughs> <No>. fish. <laughs> uh, but, um, yeah, no, so that's exciting. You know, there's always new stuff coming out, but this is one that they've been trying to crack for a long time, so great news from Scientific Angler. Um, another really cool product from Vision. Gee, there's a lot of new stuff, isn't there? <laughs> um, uh, that's the Vision XLS. So Vision have released a fully sealed drag reel um in a variety of sizes but the one we absolutely love is the river maniac size so that's a five six um and yeah as i mentioned is it full frame that reel uh it is full frame i mm. think yeah which is same solid you yeah know? you get is, it in your hands yeah. and it feels solid but yeah, light at the same yeah, time yeah i mean that's the benefit of machining it you can mm. get really you know 
really thin but still maintain lightness. Yeah. Um, cool colour too. Eh? Yeah, cool colour. It kind of changes colour in different lights. A, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's the little things, right? It's a chameleon of a flyer. <laughs> um, but cool things, like it, the spool screws on and off, so you're not going to have any quick release mechanism to fail. That's all. No, no O-ring to fail either, like you have in some reels. It's those things that make a fly reel, and Vision have nailed it at an insane price point mm. at Four forty nine ninety five. Yeah, that is that's pretty good. It's affordable for a premium reel. It's very affordable. Sealed drag, machined. Mm. What else can you want? It's not much. Not no. Which is why we choose to put it in our outfits, our eleven hundred dollar outfit. Yeah, our River Maniac outfit. Yeah, and the new well, the Orvis Helios sail outfits that we're doing. Uh, what are they? The ultimate five weight outfit. Yeah, at one thousand. $999. Can you say that 10 times quick? <laughs> <laughs> um, that's a bargain, isn't it? Because the rods themselves are normally 1750 bucks. Yeah, so for an extra $250, you're getting a real, a scientific angler's fly, amplitude fly line. At 200 at like the, the textured? At the textured. So you're getting a reel for free, basically. Shit, we're going to have to uh, re-look at that. That's too good <laughs> that's a That's too good. We're going to go out of business doing that. It is it is insane value. Like you know, you're looking at a five weight, and you can get that Helios three for you know mm. two hundred and fifty extra. You've got the best of the best. Yeah, to back it up. Uh, not many of those left, though, folks. So nineteen ninety nine. If you want a bargain five weight outfit, if you're in the, the market for a new five weight, then definitely check them out. Um, now some some small stuff, but stuff that definitely makes a difference. Um, high and dry paste floatant. So everyone's used to pay it paste from Loon. Mm. High and Dry have got the answer now. And somehow High and Dry just managed to do everything that 10%. I think they're, they're scientists, right? Yeah, they so are. So they just, yeah, they're going to figure out a way to do that stuff better. They, they yeah. get the inside run. Scientists and fishermen too. They like if Peter Panopoulos wanted to go out and create the world's best floatant, I'd have my doubts. Yeah. But <laughs> just because he's science background... Isn't great. No, it's not great. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, no, high and dry, they know what they're doing. Um, one thing I want to point out about that floatant is it comes in a squeezy tube, which mm. is awesome. Like, there's no, pa- like the payette paste. There's, there's no tub to flip open and yeah. muck around and put it on your finger. You can just squeeze a bit of this straight onto your fly and spread it out. And it's great, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's just, just that little stuff, right? Now, I haven't used it, but um, one of our regular customers was in the other day and he was quizzing me on it. And I felt embarrassed because I hadn't used it and didn't know anything about it really. But um, I opened one up and squirted it onto my finger. My God, it's like super glue on your finger. Like it's sticky. It's sticky. Yeah, good. That's what you want. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's right. Yeah, I struggled to wash it off. So you can be rest assured that it's going to stay on your leader. Yeah. And fly. If you want to use it on your fly. I Mm. think it's becoming quite popular to use that Mm. paste style floating on flies now. Yeah. Yeah. Versatile product from them. Absolutely. Um, And to go with this, uh, Loon have released a silicon floatant holder that holds, the double barrel holds their floatant. Uh, the silicon, the wonder silicon, material. Yeah, the wonder material. <laughs> That's great for everything. <laughs> um, so they've got their single, which is a medium size, and they've got the double barrel. The double barrel. <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 the double B. The yeah. du- <laughs> double B silicon. <laughs> and, and a single B too. And a single B too. Yeah. Um, and these hold, the double barrel holds loon 
like the little floatants yep. as well as the bigger tubs like yep. for your fly dip and your powder. Um, the single medium caddy, silicon medium caddy also holds high and dry products, yep. which is fantastic. So you can use basically any brand of floating you like and put it into this Loon silicon caddy. Yeah, nah, awesome. Um, Pro LT waders from all of us. Mm. That's another huge one. It is, like isn't massive. it? Massive. Yeah. We just drop that in at the end. But yeah. We're probably going to talk about this one in a bit more detail at some point. Uh, I didn't like the old ultralight boots that much, but these new Pro LT boots seem to have ankle protection, all the same lightweight, you know, characteristics of the old ultralight boot. So it's going to be a good one. You know, the boot and the waiter, like the Pro waiter is tough as nails. And for anyone Peter Panopoulos's age, they should be buying that one because <laughs> yeah, he has a tendency to wreck just about everything, folks. So <laughs> <laughs> you need something that's durable. And that is – there is no more durable waiter than that Pro waiter. But Pro LT, it fits the, the niche of being comfortable, a real malleable material that's going to flex with you, give you that comfort that you're looking for whilst – being very durable with that Cordura face fabric that's featured on the Pro that we know is near impenetrable. So, um, yeah, it's going to be a winner. Yeah, ideal for long days. And, you know, you're still maintaining that Michelin rubber sole on mm. the boots as well, which we know is yeah blends tackiness and durability like you wouldn't believe. Mm. Yeah. So, no, they'll be – I think they're arriving in about a week or two. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, they'll be in store. You'll be able to check them out try them on. Uh, last one on the list – uh, extra small Oros indicators. Now, Oros took this shot by storm when we started <laughs> stocking them. We sold out our first import order within about a week, I reckon, um, and we quickly reordered and then reordered again. Yeah. And Can't get them fast enough, basically. They're, yeah. Uh, yeah. They're, you know, they're the best indicator. They are. You can use them for anything. Um, but moving them up and down the line... The way they cast, oh my god! Yeah, it's so streamlined. Yeah, yeah, it's it's like casting normally. You don't yeah. even notice it. Yeah. Um. No, no yarn to mess around with. You don't have to put floating on them. They don't kink your line at all. Mm. You don't even notice it once you take them off. Yeah. So there's no messing around, changing your tippet and things like that. Yeah, it's just the easy. S- the small size was quite large for. For our rivers especially. Yeah. Like when it came to ordering that first sample order, I was kind of looking at it going, geez, like, you know, they're calling the small small, but the the medium looks like an egg. <laughs> the medium <laughs> is ginormous. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'd love so, to know what the large looks like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, ridiculous. Soccer ball. Eh? Yeah, yeah, it would be. Yeah. No, that'd, that'd, that'd float the Titanic. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the small and the extra small, that's really where it's at. The small you definitely want in bigger water or for suspending flies that do have quite a lot of, of weight in them. But the extra small for still waters, uh, you know, you want an indicator that does get pulled down relatively easy because you're going to get that visual detection, you know, quicker. Um, but yeah, the, I, I, I carry both. Um, the chartreuse colour too, that is the best all-round colour for indicators in my mind. In all lighting conditions, in all, yeah, it's just crazy. And I loved your little hack with the the six-pack of mediums. You can then squeeze an extra three <laughs> extra small. Oh, six-pack of smalls, you can squeeze an extra three extra small in yeah. that. 
yeah, little that, tin. In the little tins, yeah, they're good. Um, the tin is the best way to store them. You can buy them in, in a six-pack there in a tin and it just goes in the vest nicely and, and it preserves them because they do squish. They're foam, so you want to uh, you want to look after them and make sure that you're not squashing them. Probably the only drawback of them that they squish, but you just look after them. Yeah, you got to expect some kind of drawback in a in a product that is biodegradable. That's right. Yeah, well, that's the other thing that breaks down. Yeah, like the environmental conscious angler, which we all are these days. You, you yeah, think about it. Yeah, yeah. No, there, yeah. Look, that yeah. There's a rubbish problem in this world, and the more we can do to avoid that, the better. Uh, I think that wraps up most of our new products. We've definitely had a lot come through the shop, and I'm so sure we've left some out. We've had some good customers come through too. Yeah, we have. <laughs> it was a bit of a shock. The one day, I, one Saturday, I decided to take off. Who arrived? Oh, old mate Liam. Yeah, your mate Liam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Liam Neeson. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We go way back. Yeah, 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 yeah. He um, knows where to come when in Melbourne. He does. He knows a good fly shop, and um, yeah, he he uh, graced us with his presence in on his recent uh, trip to Melbourne. So. Uh, yeah, no, what a bloke. He is just a genuine good fella. I think, um, you know, he was with a couple of American people when he came through and I reckon Liam loves Australia because he's Irish and he's got the same sense of humour that we have. So we just, you know, laughed and joked and, you know, those self-deprecating jokes worked really well with him and he, yeah, he was just a delight. You know, a real gentleman. He didn't need to buy anything when he was in, but he did. (laughs) He was just enjoying the whole experience of being there and, um, yeah, I'm sure he's not going to listen to this, but if he does, uh, thanks for popping through, Liam. It was bloody good fun having you in, mate. You're an interesting fella and it was, uh, yeah, it was great to meet. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, What else? Sorry, you missed it, though. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's all right. Nah. You know, I only Andrew s- only serves the VIP customers <laughs> now. We call him in when the big dogs are in. Yeah, you have to make an appointment for me to serve you now. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I guess we better talk about some sale items. Yeah. Because everyone loves a bargain. They do. And with the cosy, it's uh, it's important. You, yeah, you need to sniff out a bargain. You do. Um. I think waders are the theme of the sales at the moment. So obviously we've got the G4 zips at the same price as G3s at $1,099. We've got tributaries, last year's model, at $389, which is just unheard of for a breathable wader. Yeah, that's pretty crazy, isn't it? Of Sims quality at $389. I'm trying to think, like even 10 years ago, you couldn't really buy a breathable wader for that price. So... Yeah, yeah, a bargain. Uh, limited size range in all of these waders that we're mentioning, but funnily enough, there is the more normal sizes. We're pretty well so, loaded. Somehow, we yeah, yeah. I think we just bought up everything. We bought everything. <laughs> we bought everything. <laughs> Oops. Of course, <laughs> yeah. Um, and then stepping up from that, uh, last year's Freestones as well, which I'm sorry, the Freestones are the underdog of waders. Mm. Like for that middle of the line, waders they they feel tough in your hands you know you don't get that same breathability as Gore-Tex but there's still the Torre membrane in there and them at 499 is crazy yeah bargain uh, and then we've got the Orvis Pro boot foot waders so this is basically the Orvis Pro wader you know the same Cordura base we've talking about spoken about as well as the Pro boot Michelin rubber sole melded together with a zip in one it's the best. Yeah. 
Bootfoot weight is hard to come by. Absolutely. Especially ones that have a good lug, you know, like a good tread on them, you know, something that is going to really grip on a, on a muddy bank when you're launching a boat or something like that. Um, yeah, they're, they're great. Jim Allen's been wearing them down in uh, Tassie for the last couple of seasons. Uh, he can't speak highly enough about them. Um, and they're quick and easy to put on, you know, like for old fellas, you just, life's not meant to be hard. I think the Bootfoot Pro Wader is the answer. Absolutely. And at a thousand bucks, it's crazy. Like, mm. you know, they norm, they retail for about fifteen forty nine. Which, yeah. you know, you're getting a Pro Boot and a Pro Wader all melged into one for a thousand bucks. Get on board. Get on board. Absolutely. Uh, and yeah, of course, those G4s, they're waders, huh? Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, 1099 bucks. Good size range in those available. Get in while you can. Absolutely. And while we're talking about waders, I just want to give a shout out to Sims' new wader fitting technology they got on their website. What? So they're now using AI to, to size you up. So. If you head to Sims' website, go onto any wader page, you put in all like your, your standard dimensions, like your weight, your waist, uh, your height, um, and your shoe size, and then it uses AI to pick out the best size. There's no mucking around with these old wader size charts where you might be between sizes. No questions asked. It spits out a size for you. Oh, my God. And I, I did have a field run with all the boys in the shops, put in their measurement, and it gave them the same size weight as they had. Yeah. It's fantastic. It's accurate. It's accurate. AI, so hot right now. So hot right now, absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, that's good. Hopefully, you know, we can use that technology and put it on our side at some point. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Um, But for the meantime, I think for anyone considering waiters, check it out on the Sims website. Bloody good idea. Yeah, yeah. Mm, Yeah. They're smart, aren't they? They're smart. That's just classic from Sims, innovating. Yeah. Thinking about the right solutions. Yeah, making it easier for the consumer. that's right. Um, Speaking about Sims, a bit of gear I'm loving. Mm-hmm. Long-term review, G3 boots. Yep. I got given a pair of these before I headed off to New Zealand in November, and since then I've probably done 30, 40-odd days fishing, and they still look brand new. Uh, it's insane, the durabil- durability of them. You know, you've got that Vibram, Vibram sole, uh, which isn't like – it doesn't feel super tacky, but it grips like you would not believe. mm um, I don't have studs in mine, and it's because I haven't felt the need to. Um, one critical bit of feedback, being a full leather boot, they are a little bit heavy, but if you want a durable boot, they're the boot for you. Uh, apart from that, no complaints, super good ankle support, super comfortable. and you don't Pretty really, light for what they are? They are light for what they are. Like mm. You look at the size of the boot and mm. you're like, this is going to be heavy, but you mm. pick it up compared to the old G3. Um, they've definitely reduced the weight in that area. Really nice, tight lacing system. You get a pair of spare laces with them too. But be interesting to weigh that boot next to the Pro Boot by Orvis just to wet. see the weight comparison. Especially when they're wet too. Yeah, that's probably, yeah. Because the Pro Boot's mostly a synthetic boot yeah. and then the G3 is obviously mostly a leather boot. So mm. there's a bit of a difference there. But yeah, I think it'd be, it'd mm. be an interesting comparison. Yeah, definitely. Mm. Um, oh, yeah. Gear, I'm loving. Yeah, what are you loving? Um, I am loving my Amplitude Smooth Infinity Plus fly line. It's built a full line size heavy. It's a new one from Sign of Big Angler. Um, and to me, it just marries a fast action five weight or six weight so beautifully. Um, I wish, I wish they made it in the textured coating and the Amplitude textured because I do prefer that. But the taper just, it just marries so well with a fast action rod. Um, 
So, yeah, that's what I'm loving. And I think there's a bit of a misconception with overlining rods because you could be like, oh, why can't I just buy a normal Infinity Align size heavy? But that's because the head length is going to be different. The front mm. taper length is going to be different. There's a reason why these... Well, so the Infinity is a half line size heavy. Yes. Infinity Plus is a full, full line, line size, size heavy. Yeah. But I think the head length is almost identical. Yeah. So I didn't want to go, you know, at like a full size heavy in infinity because that would just be too much size but and a half yeah yeah um but kudos to scientific anglers the way they're printing on the front of the box now half size heavy full size heavy you know three quarter size heavy it's just so easy to understand now you know there's just no bullshit around it it's great yeah, so yeah, yeah. That, that's what i'm loving yeah infinity good. plus folks yeah. and you love that on your blackout yeah yeah so New Helios being based off that blackout technology, probably the line to put on the new Helios is then. Yeah, yeah. Especially definitely. the Ds. Especially the Ds. The Ds in particular. Yeah, I dare say anything in the F series, the Infinity will marry better. Yeah, absolutely. Because, yeah. yeah, of course, all of us own scientific anglers, so they would be thinking broadly about, you know, uh, people putting scientific angler lines on all of us rods when they create them. And, yeah, definitely the Infinity on the, the F or even the Trout and the lighter line weights I think would make more sense. Um, and you've been doing a bit of fishing lately, haven't you? Yeah. 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 January, right? Like just yeah. something about month it, of it gets me, right? Um, but yeah, I've always got Tassie on the agenda because of my shack down there at Myena. Um, so I've been lucky enough to have a couple of short trips down there, which has been good. Uh, back down there tomorrow, uh, for another short one. And, um, New Zealand, my wife and I, we... Christmas out of the way with uh, family and we were keen just for a bit of alone time and so we flew to the North Island, uh, got a helicopter to a remote backcountry hut and had uh, six nights, six nights in the backcountry in this hut. Um, it wasn't just a hut. Well, yeah, <laughs> it depends. A shack's not always just a shack either. um yeah no it was probably the best uh couples type hut arrangement in the backcountry that i've ever seen and stumbled across it when we were looking for your flights peter with um the team the team at heli seeker so yeah they've got a really good package available there for people that want somewhere comfortable to be when they're in the backcountry now the fishing uh is good but it's not great. There are better fishing spots in the North Island. So the hut is situated on the Mangamini stream, which doesn't hold trout all year. Um, we were there, obviously, for New Year's, and there wasn't a single trout in the river. I would bet my bottom dollar that there is not a single fish in that river. It was like that. It was weird, just nothing. Um, but it flows into the Narora. Nagaroro. Oh, I've heard so many different pronunciations. So many, even when you're there, you get different pronunciations. Yeah, yeah. So, um, which is a trophy, it's a trophy water in New Zealand. It's a popular, you know, destination for anglers and certainly not off the radar. Um, but yeah, it fished well. So you've got about a 3K walk to that river from the hut uh, and then you're free to fish it. So, and you're in the middle of nowhere. You don't see anyone. You see the odd chopper that flies overhead, but that's about it. Um, Really good experience and a great place just to get away from it because there's no phone reception, there's no noise at night, 
this cabin's got a uh, like a glass ceiling on it, so you're watching the stars as you fall fall asleep. It's just yeah, it was a pretty positive trip. Good to get away with the um, with the wife. So that was good with some fishing. Always good. Um, so yeah, that and then uh, yeah, Tazzy and Damo, young Damo and myself went and floated the Tumut and the Swampy uh, with Jimmy Barwick of um, Snowy Valley's Fly Fishing. So Jimmy's a, a guide uh, situated in Tumut itself. Um, uh, just such a, a good bloke. Like there's no one that I would want to fish the Snowy Mountains with more than Jimmy Barwick. He's, he's a real deal. He's a real fisherman. He's been everywhere. Um, spent his younger years working on boats, travelling the world. Uh, grew up in Tasmania. The guy's just a fishy guy, you know, like he just gets it. Um, on the oars, on the drift boat, I've never seen anyone uh, navigate pretty treacherous sort of, you know, rivers in the way that he does, just with such control. Um, yeah, the, anyway, he, he's got real skills and if you're wanting to be guided by anyone in the in the Snowy Valley, then I definitely suggest you hit him up. You'll have not just a lot of laughs and a great day catching fish, but um, you'll be well looked after. He's very professional um, and I can't speak highly enough about him. So, yeah, uh, Jimmy, if you're listening, mate, thank you very much for looking after Damo and I. We had a, a bloody good time and we look forward to doing it again. But, yeah, his, his specialty is the Tumut River and, of course, the Swampy Plains. Um, it's a bit of a mission, but we wanted to see as much as we could while we were there with just two days and so did the double. We did the Tumut Drift and the Swampy Drift. Uh, really good fishing in both rivers. Um, the Tumut was pretty low when we were there and so too was the Swampy. Um, so it was uh, not like red letter fishing, it wasn't as good as, say, the tumic I know is or the swampy I know is on the right day, but we caught it. I still caught a shitload of fish and some good ones too. Um, the swampy in particular just, you know, to like the – yeah, look, both rivers were great, but the swampy we were lucky enough to see some rising fish in amongst the willow trees and uh, enough that we were like, mm, I think we should be getting out of the boat here so that we can get a bit closer to getting under the banks. And uh, we found some fish that we thought might have been feeding on willow grubs. So uh, we're like, yeah, no, it definitely looks like willow grubs. We're seeing these little fluorescent green things falling into the water and the trout were keyed into them, as in almost fighting over them. Like it was insane. They were just that, losing their minds on them. Um, so I fi- picked out the only sort of fluorescent green thing I had in my box. I was stupid because I had my North Island, New Zealand box and didn't have any uh, any willow grubs in there, which I would have definitely put on. But um, I put on that fooling mill, Ryan Cofilia uh, larva, larva. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> whatever the hell it yeah, is. Yeah. I can't pronounce it, but it's the only fluorescent green thing I had in my box. Put a bit of floatant on that and it worked a trait. But, um, yeah, it turns out, so we uh, Jimmy was like, I reckon they're feeding on aphids, you know, and oh, surely not. It's got to be willow grubs. Nah, you know, I've never heard of a trout feeding on aphids before. I'm not, I don't know what that is. We don't have any flies that imitate aphids. And um, anyway, so we get this, get the first fish we catch and, and Jimmy pulls the fly out of the fish's mouth and there's 
an aphid sitting on its, on its <laughs> tongue, you know. And so he's bloody retrieved that and he's like, yeah, yeah, look at this. This is an aphid. <laughs> so, so a lesson learned, you know. Yeah. And that's what you get fishing with a guy like Jimmy Barwick. You're going to learn something every day. And, and we did. Um, and, yeah, anyway, so the aphids, I've been, you know, madly sort of uh, coming up with a, a fly recipe to, to tie an aphid and it'll be one that I'll have in my box forever because you never know when the next aphid hatch might happen. <laughs> the aphid hatch. Um, but I can tell you the fish will well get into them. So it can't be something that just happens uh, sporadically. It must have some consistency to it. Um, so, yeah, how, you know, those trip, like any trip you learn something, it's just – it's the takeaway. The beauty of fly fishing, isn't it? Yeah. Not, nothing's the same. It's Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, a little bit of fishing and has been a lot of fun and bloody good to share it with Damo, who's obviously at the age of 17, still uh, pretty green to it all, and to put him in the car and drive him up there was just bloody good fun. He was a good company. Good. And you? Uh, Max and I have been doing a bit of fishing. Um, Max needs a chauffeur as he gets into his older age. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, Shots fired, folks. <laughs> I'm going to get whacked now. This is bad. Yeah. Um, so we headed up to the ovens in Bright a couple of weeks ago. We camped on the Buckland for one night um, and we found the Buckland to be a little bit tough. We fished it in the middle reaches, which at this time of year are kind of weird because the water's quite low. Um, and we had the weather was just weirdly all over the place. We had dirty water come through and it'd clear up for a bit and then another massive downpour. Um, so the Buckland was tough. Then the next day we fished, popped over and fished the ovens, which was just phenomenal. Um, that was amazing. Um, mm. Fish on dries, on nymphs, um, great fish size. Every fish was around about a pound, which is spectacular fishing. Great. Yeah. So this is just after a bit of rain. Just eh? after a bit of rain. Yeah. yeah. Was it dirty? The ovens, now nah, the ovens was was pretty clear. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There was the water was higher, but the ovens once you get to a certain point, so it's pretty clear. Yeah, um, uh, yeah. Just fishing was spectacular and dry yeah, dropper, dry dropper. Didn't have to mess around with dropper length too much. The fish would come up and look at the dry, and then they'd eat the nymph, or they just demolish the dry. And right. yeah, um, and that just was doing what they're supposed doing to what do. they were supposed to do, <laughs> and it's just nice. It was a relief after hustling on the Buckland. You know, we. <laughs> we really struggled. You mm. know, we had to pull out the streamers at one stage and, mm. yeah. Um, so we did that and then it was so good we had to go up again the next weekend. So we decided to do the two nights this time and we popped over falls to the Mitter um, and the Bandara and the Kabungara and they were fantastic. The mm. Mitter's great. Fish size is awesome. Hard river to fish. But it's the true high country, high plains experience mm. and it's just classic. You know, you go to the Blue Duck for a pint at lunch and yeah, know, make a sandwich and it's yeah. fantastic. Um, and then dropped... You were saying that the drive from Bright to there is actually not that... Oh, it's an hour and a half and yeah. it's the most scenic drive in Victoria, one of the most scenic drives in Victoria. You know, there's there's nothing like that high plain scenery yeah. looking out over the ranges. and So uh, yeah. staying at Bright really does just Bright, such open a good up base. your options. Yeah, yeah, you can duck over to the Kiwi, you can fish the Buckland, you can drop down below Popunka and fish for cod. Mm. Um, yeah, Bright is really like, you hear people going there, but you don't hear people going there as much as you hear them going to mm. Marysville or those sort of places. Yeah. As long uh, as you still get get to Mount Beauty and visit Grass Valley Refreshments. Yeah, go see Mark at Grass Valley <laughs> Refreshments. Yeah. And it's 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 actually good because, you know, you go through the Tawonga Gap and then you're in Beauty, it's time for breakfast. Mm. So you stop there, have a coffee, something to eat, and then you continue on. Um, awesome. 
and you drive over so much good water to get to mm. the Midder. It's crazy. Um, you know, you've got you've even got Rocky Valley up there and Pretty Valley if you mm. want to Polaroid some fish around the edges. They're not big, but it's fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, and fish doing what they were supposed to again. The smaller creeks were starting to get a bit warm, but that's typical of anything in, you know, Feb. So you had a couple of nights up there? Yeah, two nights. Yep. Yeah, which is a good amount. Doing just one night is pretty crazy, mm. um, but two nights is definitely perfect you know you get a taste of everything and you can definitely squeeze a codfish in too if you want on the ovens yeah it's such a diverse area it's fantastic awesome eh? and great vibes too in bright mm. like really nice yeah there's mountain bikers every which you know we all have interest in the outdoors so they're generally pretty pretty easy to get along with and yeah yeah no, it's nice it's perfect man uh where else did you you did a bit of fishing before that too didn't you uh i fished with mick Aaron a little bit oh, yeah out of the drift boat yeah. Um, oh, and you went to some secret spot with Oh, uh, we've, yeah. <laughs> no, I can't talk about that. Um, but you fished a small stream in the northeast of Victoria. Yeah. And had great fishing with Mick Curran. With Mick Curran. Yeah. End of story. End of story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's redefined to me what sort of water trout can live in. Let me just say that. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. It's, yeah. And it's a byproduct of the good weather, too. But I'm not going to say anymore because Mick will kill me. Yeah. He will. And that's fair enough. Or he just won't take you fishing again. I think that's worse than yeah. killing me, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's terrible. Um, but, yeah, Mick's, make, Mick's great fun to fish with. And, you know, if you're looking to drift the Goulburn, he's got he's quite experienced on the oars <laughs> and the Goulburn too. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah Mick Haran, folks. Ha- hurricane fly fishing? Yeah, hurricane fly fishing, yeah, or filmic productions. Filmmaker yeah. by trade, guide by passion. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's no. going to be a good day on the water with him too. Yeah, he's the real deal. You have a good day with him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Cool. So, that, yeah, we've been doing a bit, haven't we? Yeah, it's good. good no, everyone, everyone here has been fishing, you know. Mm. Um, it's fantastic and it keeps us on fingers on the pulse about what's happening around the state too. Yeah. Um, you've got a bit planned? Uh, yeah, well, yeah, back down to Tassie tomorrow morning. Um, and, yeah, uh, it's only a short one, but, yeah, hopefully I'll get a bit of a fish in. Yeah, yeah, I've been actually, th- here's a tip. Um, for anyone thinking that they'd love to own a, a fishing shack, uh, or a fishing holiday home, I'd I'd strongly uh, steer you away from that decision if you're not retired. <laughs> 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 yeah. If you're retired, go for your life. If you can set yourself up there for a couple of months or three months or something like that, then uh, definitely, you know, you need a fishing shack. You're going to love owning one. They're great. But uh, what I've found over the last sort of 10 years is that every time I get down to Tasmania, I've got a day or two or three or four or five of work to do, just maintaining the place um, between that and keeping a car there. And uh, it eats into your fishing time. So, folks, just rent a shack and go fishing. You know, Airbnb, do whatever you need to do. Um, it's, uh, yeah, a bit more versatile. Don't get me wrong, that you couldn't buy my shack off me. I just will not sell it. I love it. And I know that it'll be something that I'm going to use, you know, later in life. Uh, however, just keep it simple when it comes to your fishing so that you can really maximise that fishing time. Be selfish. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Joys of home ownership. It is. Yeah. <laughs> I'm complaining. Oh, my holiday oh, home. You know, my holiday home. Yeah. You know what it's like for my generation, don't yeah. you, Peter? So tough. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, imagine what it's like for Max's generation. Oh, no. Oh, forget about it. Property ownership back then. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what you, no. yeah. I think How many got, do you want? He's, yeah, exactly. He's got like <laughs> seven of them, doesn't he? Yeah. yeah. Just a hand amount. <laughs> 
Um, what about you, mate? Where are you fishing next? Uh, I'd probably sneak up to the northeast again, to be honest. Um, it's just so it's, – it's quite accessible, let's be honest. It's are you fishing some chalk streams in England or something? Oh, there could be a bit of bit of grayling fishing in England in, <laughs> you know, two-degree weather with rain jackets on, but that could be fun. Yeah, I head over, the, head over to the UK and give the grayling a shot. Beautiful, mate. Yeah. Well, with a bit of luck, you'll at least get to taste a, uh, a UK trout. Yes. Yeah. Probably not in the, like, actual physical sense, but in the – yeah, oh. you know what I mean. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. cool. Yeah. Um, no, that'll be a great trip, mate. You're going to have a good time It'll over there. It'll be great. There. Fantastic. Um, folks, thanks for listening. Sorry it's been so long since we've recorded a podcast, but we'll have some more content for you very soon. Cheers.